Welcome to Parent Talk Podcasts, where experienced parents and expert guests give tips and tricks on making parenting a breeze. Well, at least a little easier. Now here is your host, Genevieve Kyle, and co-host, Heather Fox. Hi everyone, welcome to Parent Talk, broadcasting out of the greater Vancouver area. Parent Talk, it's a conversation that supports and encourages moms and dads. Our show, it's a great way to connect and bounce ideas off of other parents going through similar experiences, helping us be the best parents we can be. If you have a question you would like to join us on our show as a guest or as an expert, please visit the contact us section on our website at parenttalk.ca. I am Genevieve Kyle. I'm the producer and your host of Parent Talk. I am a 41-year-old French-Canadian new mom of a one-year-old little boy named Alexandre, and I am a registered dental hygienist. Today, we are talking about how to stay connected with your partner after having children. Let's go around the table and introduce ourselves. Hi, everyone. My name is Heather Fox, and I am your co-host of Parent Talk. I am 40 years old and a new mom to baby Hudson, who is now one years old. I am a stay-at-home mom. However, my background is in early childhood education, and I am a former owner of Jimboree Play and Music. Hi, everyone. My name is Trey Clausen, and I am a I'm a mother of six children, and ranging 16 to 34. And I'm a business owner, I'm an entrepreneur, and I'm a communication course leader as well. All right. Thank you, ladies, for being here. Mm-hmm. So let's dive in into today's topic. Um, Treya, is it important to stay connected with your partner? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it is the most important thing, actually. You know, you, you think about, you know, you got two parents and you've got a brand new baby. And, you know, this, the whole point of having this new child is so that you can create a family and create a life with each other. And often what happens is when the child is born, the disconnection of the two sources of that child's life starts to happen. So it's critical that parents stay connected because it's why the whole family unit got created. What are the reasons why people don't stay connected? Well, I think, you know, what happens is, is a child is born and, you know, there's this beautiful life in front of you that for a parent, for parents, seems like your whole life and there's nothing more important. And while, you know, on your first date, your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your partner was the shiniest thing in front of you what becomes really important now is this child and rightly so because it needs you it needs nurturing it needs love it needs care it and it needs 24 hour care from you and and the par- both parents so i think you know it's it's a magical time but it also is a time of this little child becomes the world to each other and what could be the source of the disconnection? I know we have the children, but could it be yeah. something else? Well, I think, you know, I think, you know, you get tired. You're both, you're both doing more than you've ever done before. There's this need to feed and clothe and get up in the middle of the night. And, you know, there's, there's just this whole world that, that happens upon a couple that, you know, they weren't prepared for. 
um, people told him about how it was going to go. And I think, I think what happens is, is the relationship becomes second. Mm-hmm. So how can we stay connected? Well, first of all, you got to deal with that you are disconnected. And with this amazing little baby in the space, we all rationalize that, well, we have a child and, and they're important and they're the most important thing. So first of all, you got to deal with, you know, when is the last time you had a date? When is the last time you just stopped and gave them a hug? Or when is the last time you actually looked into their eyes across the table like you did when you first met them? And I think if you were to stop and really tell the truth, these moments become rare for a couple often. Have you experienced personally not feeling connected with your partner? Oh, I think, you know, I think when... You know, when I had my first child, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was great. It's like I slept and, you know, I had my baby beside me and, you know, my poor husband was like, he became second. And, you know, I don't even think I even realized it was a problem till it became a problem. You know, I mean, and you look back and, you know, my daughter was two years old and it's like, wow, like we actually haven't really had a date night or even went away. You know, we went away on his birthday and I think my daughter was too. I'm like, wow, this is the first time him and I just went on a vacation together. And it was, it was needed and required for really to reconnect. But I think many parents struggle with that. And for you, Heather? Um, I feel for both of us, um, I've prioritized Hudson. And because of Hudson, my husband has prioritized work. Um, because, you know, he feels like, okay, I've got a family to take care of. Now I've, you know, a wife and a child. So work has become very, very high priority for him. And as a reaction, Mm -hmm. as a reaction, I've taken Hudson as my priority then. Mm -hmm. Um, So, which means we both recognize, and we have actually talked about this, how we don't put each other first and we're not really focusing on us. And we realize we haven't had a dinner together. He's, yeah, a year old year old and we haven't had dinner together. We've, you know, had moments where we've had chances to go out, but it'll be me going out with my girlfriends or he went out and worked on the cars with the guys. And so we've been able to do things, but not actually together yet. Mm. Um, So I'm very excited because we have actually planned a trip. Mm. And so that is something where we're like, and we have the opportunity, of course, to easily take Hudson with us. We're going to Disneyland. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but we're like, no, 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 no. This is our trip. It was, you know, the excuse is my birthday. But I'm like, no, no, no. We're not taking a baby. He technically doesn't cost anything to bring. But no, it's about us reconnecting, right? So mm-hmm. we want to make sure that, you know, we take that moment. Oh, yeah, because really we definitely. Yeah, I think it's yeah. being aware of like, yeah. okay, now like it's time for uh Reconnect, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's, uh, I think it's to realizing before it's too late, to or it's so far gone, and it's like now you hate each other, or mm-hmm. like you grew so much apart, right? Yeah, so, I think, you don't want to have that resentment. Yeah, now. I think resentment builds up, and mm-hmm. upset builds up, and um, I think the worst is resignation. It's like, you know, I, I love it. You know, people make comments. You know, you're out for dinner with a couple, and they'll make a con. I can always hear it in the background. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That one out the door. Oh yeah. We used to do that. Oh yeah. We used to have sex. Oh yeah. That's, that was, that was dating era. And you know, that's, that's painful for, 
for a couple in a relationship. And it's, and it's a deadly killer for a relationship. Oh, absolutely. What yeah. is the cost of the disconnection with your partner? Well, I think, you know, ultimately for divorce, you know, ultimately um, separation. Um, you know, the divorce rate for, you know, is really, really high. And, and there's, there's statistics that show, you know, most divorces happen when the kids are between six, seven, and eight, because now the child doesn't need you anymore. Mostly they're in their own beds and in their own rooms. And then the couple looks over at each other and they, they see, wow, we actually lost our connection. And we've spent years raising our child and raising our children, are raising our, you know, our child. And we've lost each other. And, you know, just by nature of human beings, you know, people grow. And, and often parents find that they've grown separately. And so the cost ultimately is, is the end of the relationship. So, you know, I think, I think it's hugely critical and important that, that couples pay attention to their relationship. I know a lot of people, you know, if their business doesn't work, they, they go and they redesign their business. But nobody does that in a relationship. They don't stop and say, okay, what do we got to do here? There's some critical things that aren't working and we need to just stop and kind of recreate, recreate things. You know, you renovate your kitchen, you know, when it, when it gets old and tired. Well, you need to do a renovation of your relationship every once in a while. And especially when you've added a new being into the space, you know, it's a whole different world. So there is a reinvention needed of the relationship. Um, for us also, it's kind of talking about, talking to each other about what we need mm-hmm. and understanding what your partner needs to feel that connection. Um, I feel that my husband is constantly doing things for us. Like, as I said, he's putting a ton of energy into his job. He comes home and he does so much around the house. He's, you know, doing the bottles for me. He's getting the laundry in. Mm. He's doing the garbage and the recycling and dishes. And I cannot thank him enough. However, it doesn't make me feel connected to him. Mm. And I think he thinks I do so much for you, you know, like, and that should somehow make me feel loved. Whereas I miss where he used to hold my hand. I miss where he used to touch the small of my back, things like that, mm. that he is not as a physical person and he doesn't miss that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I miss that kind of stuff. I don't need more than that, but I would love to have a hug. I would love to have him just put his hand on my leg, just to know that, hey, like that, the hand on the knee would probably tell me more like, I love you than all those amazing, you know, helpful things that he does around the house. And I'm not to underappreciate. I love that he helps so much. But at the same time, it doesn't make me feel connected as a couple. Mm, yeah, very good. I mean, I think a lot of things, you know, men... You know, they have a child now, they have a family, it's time to get into, I got to take care of things. And they go into taking care of things and, you know, it's amazing. And the, the passion and the love and the sex and the creativity often is the, you know, thing that gets overlooked, which was why you were together in the first place. You know, it was, 
It was why you decided you wanted to marry this person because there was excitement and passion and love and creation. So I think, you know, and I think when you have a child, the man, they, they go into, I got to take care of things. And, and the woman's like, you know, I've, I've just had this child and I'm tired and exhausted or I've got things to do. And, and, you know, there's also the, all the body changes that happen, you know, that's a deal. That's a real deal for a woman to deal with. Right. And, um, and that takes something. Um, I have read a book um, about um, the feminine and the masculine energy, mm. the balance between the two. Mm-hmm. It is titled uh, The Intimate Communion from David Data. Oh, it's yeah. It's a beautiful book. Oh, it's amazing. I think like, if there's one book you have to buy this year, is that one. Well, I think there's and two. Th- those, that book is incredible. Have you read The um, the Way of the Superior Man? Yes. Yeah. I mean, if I was oh, to recommend goodness. a couple yes. books, both of those books... The way of the superior man for, for women, especially to just understand that the world there, and then dear lover to get the perspective of a couple. Absolutely, I mean, the, oh, David. Did I think you told writer. me about those books. I think you I were recommend the source that to of those you. books yeah. like five years ago. No, oh, <laughs> and I have the audio book mm-hmm. of the uh, um, the way to the superior man oh. because uh, so if you're on the go, not having a lot of yeah. time, like, the oh, audio book oh, is fantastic. I do have it if anybody wants oh, it. I'm brilliant. But it's no, it's a brilliant book. Mm. And uh, no, David Dida, um, I think it's about understanding the flowing between the masculine and the feminine energy. And uh, mm. my understanding of it is uh, if I just take myself as an example, I have a lot of ideas. I'm very driven. I'm going from place A to place B, you mm. know, and uh, this is very masculine. So for my husband, when I'm in that space, right, and he is in a very masculine energy because he's in the middle of working and he's doing his invoices and uh, he's in the same way. He's going to place A to place B. So at that moment, we are kind of clashes a little bit. Mm. So I've been very linear, right? So yeah. So yeah. we both like, yeah. so, and <laughs> you have to I have myself to reconnect a little bit more to my feminine energy, my little mm-hmm. feminine side, to sometime you have actually to give the lead. Let, I let my husband like take the lead and do his things and relax a little bit. But it is hard because it, it is who I am, right? And it comes back and it's ongoing training forever mm-hmm. for myself. And then, But I do say when I come down and I just like let him lead and... I give him great compliment and being sweet and I'm being velour and whatever you want to <laughs> put it, right? My relationship, it's way better. I got to mm. say the connection is more there and this is just energy. Mm-hmm. So I, I think uh, if I have to recommend a book here, like definitely those three years are fantastic. If I have mm. recommend some books here, yeah. And then um, have you noticed too uh, yourself, Treya, if you actually kind of take the time to, because you're a very driven person, like, you yeah. know, you're like, everything has a mission, you know, has a purpose, intentions. And so when you take the time to stop and actually go into your feminine space, what happens? Well, I think, um, I think the best thing about me is I've actually, you know, ended a marriage because of that. You know, I've, I, our, our relationship got disconnected and, you know, we woke up, my son was eight, my daughter was 10 or 11. And we realized that, wow, we have gotten so disconnected. And I had taken a path and he had taken a path. And so that was actually, you know, 
was a tough time in our life because we were very good friends, but we had just, we had just so grown apart. So in my new marriage, you know, it's, we, we date a lot. We hang out a lot. We spend a lot of time together. We spend a lot of time, uh, talking. Um, and I think it's cause we both, and you know, he, him too, he had, you know, he had three children. I had three children. So I think, you know, a sad lesson, but for both of us, we both know we never need, what we know now, we know we never, ever had to get divorced, which is kind of cool. I mean, he knows he never had to leave his first wife and I know I never had to leave mine. So, you know, it's happened and we dealt with it. And so we're very, we're very, um, clear of creating our relationship. And, you know, for me, that's important for me to be the girl, you know, I mean, I am, I am driven, you know, I'm a business person. We work together, you know, I'm the CEO. I mean, it's, you know, we have that. And then, you know, he's like, can I take you to dinner, honey? You know, and can I buy you flowers? And, you know, cause I could do all that myself. So it is a, it is definitely something we create, we work at, you know, it, working hard comes naturally to me more natural than, you know, being in a relationship. Mm, I, I can relate definitely, mm-hmm. Heather. Yeah, for us, I think it's interesting. Our, I find our dynamic different um, because we were older when we got together. Mm. And both of us had not been married before, but both of us had been in very long-term relationships. I had been in a seven-year one where I actually lived with my boyfriend. Um, he also had been in a six-year long-term relationship. So we both joke that those were our first marriages. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we did learn so much from them. And, you know, it was just, I guess you could say lucky that we didn't actually get married and have children with those other partners, but rather we just took that learning and now have come together. And which is why we do recognize when we're disconnected because we can see those things and we do take time to communicate and realize how important that is because, again, we can take that maturity of being an, an older couple coming together in our mid to late 30s and, you know, now being older parents and things like that, that experience, that life experience has really definitely come to the forefront and helped in our relationship for sure. Yeah, that's great. My husband has a beautiful side of him. He's, he's very caring and he's very attentive. And uh, his first marriage, his wife died of cancer, of mm-hmm. melanoma cancer. And his wife was a beautiful person and her name was Tammy. Her family is fantastic. Mm-hmm. They welcome me like a new daughter. I will never replace Tammy, mm-hmm. but uh, they have opened their arms really wide to this addition to their family. Why I'm saying this is sometimes we get busy in everyday life. Um, your partner is not like who they want to be. Mm-hmm. They're just reacting to what's mm-hmm. happening. And I find you becoming a reaction of each other. And I think it's uh, I think it's something you have to watch because you become someone you don't That's even right. want to be. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, when you, met, when you met him, you know, he was a pure creation. I mean, I remember the days you talking about that, right? And they're just it's all creation. It's all passion. It's all sharing. And oh my God, he's this and he did this. And well, what could I buy him today? And what could I make for him? And what dinner could I cook? And what color underwear could I wear today? You know, there's just all this creation. And then what happens is you get busy and you have a child and you have things and stuff changes. And, and, and now that creation, that was really a creation, you created it, you said it, you talked about it, you shared it. 
is no longer a creation, but you're the one that you said it, you did it. And now you're saying, well, I'm tired. He's tired. He's working. And you're actually creating that. Yeah. You're creating that in your speaking as well. And, and it'll give you your actions. If you're tired, you'll have actions that a tired person takes. If, you know, you, you know, you've done too much and you need a break, you'll take action. You say, I've done too much. I need a break. It's hard. You'll take actions of someone who's done too much and needs a break. Just in that moment, you know, Alistair became, you know, this loving, passionate, sweet man in our, just in that conversation. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's who he is. Yeah. What are some simple actions parents can take to reconnect? Yeah, well, I think, you know, it, the first thing is just what I said. You know, listen to what are you saying that actually has you be disconnected. And it's not only what you're saying, it's actually what you're thinking as well, right? I'm tired, and you'll say it out loud, or I'm exhausted, or it's too much, and I can't take anymore. Then you probably aren't planning the next date night. Right. So, you know, really simple things is to actually, first of all, just commit where I'm going to be connected. You know, Gordon, and I actually created an extraordinary relationship. We just said, we're going to have the most extraordinary relationship. And then we look around our house. Okay. What's extraordinary. Okay. That's not, that is, that's not extraordinary. We'll be having a date every week. Extraordinary. We'll be planning a vacation. So we created having an extraordinary relationship and then that gives us what there is to do. And sometimes extraordinary looks like going for sushi. And sometimes extraordinary looks like sitting on the couch, having a bottle of wine. Sometimes it looks like sending him off to, you know, go motorcycle riding with his friends. So creating things that cause the relationship to be connected. And it starts with a willingness to say, okay, our relationship is going to be fabulous, passionate, exciting, extraordinary. Um, and then that will give you your actions. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have an extraordinary relationship, when I'm in the, when I'm at the, the lingerie store, what would someone who's committed to an extraordinary relationship buy? I could buy the, you know, the hold it all in stuff, the spank stuff, or I could buy the sexy black ones and extraordinary has me make my purchase. <laughs> the spanks looks make you look good on the outside. They do too. I mean, the you need them the both. Yeah, you know, you <laughs> the sexy on the wear is good for later, right? You need right? them both. That's right. You need yeah, them you both. need them on top of each other. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, really, really creating a conversation for who you're going to be in your relationship. I think for myself, what I have... Um, try to be careful with is uh, get my children into bed mm -hmm. early mm -hmm. so I can have time with my husband yeah. because it's easy to keep, keep your kids up for a long time for XYZ reason and then you by the time they're going to bed then there's no time for each other mm -hmm. and I believe anyways then our children get the best sleep if they get in bed before 7.30 so that's something that I personally always worked on getting my son into bed early. Um, another thing that... Well, there's, uh, there's, I mean, there's lots of parents that put their kids to bed early. Yes. I have some friends that do that too. They put their kids to bed at seven o'clock and then one goes, you know, in the room and reads and one watches TV. So like, why would you do that? Why would you put your kids to bed early? Because what? What are you creating? Well, creating space for my husband to be with each other. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So you're creating a space for you. So of course, creating a space would be, yeah, the kids go away, creating a space for an intimate dinner, creating a space for a date night. That's what you're actually up to, which would have you put the kids to bed early. And um, just enjoy each other's company. Or, you know what, we're just going to crawl in in front of the TV and maybe watch a movie tonight. It is not costing you anything. Um, Another thing that I have uh, been doing is um, I check in with each other during the day. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, uh, actually, we have this little emoji, little communication, and we do with each other. So us is all about monkeys. So there's the papa monkeys and the baby monkeys. And there's the mama monkeys that all love each other's. And it's a little text that takes three seconds to send. It's like the two monkeys that love the baby monkeys. And anyways, but, um, and it's just, it's just re- reminds my husband, my love for him. Yeah. And, uh. Well, remember how many of those you did in the first couple months oh, yeah. of dating? All the time. Yeah. Yeah. You were like, oh, did he call? Did he text? Yeah. And we stopped doing that. And then when he didn't text. Yeah. We're like, what's happening? Exactly. <laughs> and now if you don't get a text for like a week, you don't even think yeah. about it. If you don't get a love text, it's like, oh, oh my God, if it was at the beginning, it'd be, oh, it'd be yes. like, this is it. It's not working anymore. That's right. <laughs> and then um, take some time together. I mean, put the kids to bed early, but uh, it doesn't matter if it's not always like every week, but try to spend some time, even if you find some babysitter. Yeah, prioritize yourself. Prioritize mm-hmm. yourself. And uh, what we do with one of my neighbors is uh, we have an understanding that, uh, okay, sometimes I'll watch your daughter and sometimes you'll just watch my son. Mm. So it's it's a give-give or a win-win relationship, mm. <laughs> a win-win situation. And uh, then we get to go out and do our things. And yeah, we ask grandma. Lo- grandma loves babysitting Alex too. Um. I think I haven't done this in a while, but we were really good at the beginning. It's sometimes we surprise each other with little things. And this is a great way to stay connected with your partners because it shows your intention. It shows that you think about him. Mm -hmm. It shows that you actually took the time to surprise him. My husband actually surprised me with my mother. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Actually went and organized her flying here, being here for our son's birthday, our first, his first birthday. And all of a sudden, someone's ringing my doorbell, and it's my mother that flew in from Montreal, almost passed out. They're like, what are you doing here? Oh, my God. I turned around, look at my husband. You went and get my mom? What is this? You know, but I was, like, so happy with it. It was, anyways, it was fantastic. But well, while, your mom, while your mom's here, you should actually uh, plan a date night. That's a good idea. You can go yeah. down to the, the Pan Pacific, not the Pan Pacific, the Pacific Rim in Vancouver. The, I think it's $75. You can go hang out in the spa all day, order lunch, ah. hang out in the hot tub, have a whole day together, Jen. All right. Yep, definitely. I, <laughs> I, I've been here. there many times. I know <laughs> what you're talking about. <laughs> so another thing for me is uh, trying to stay on the same page. It's really easy to disconnect with your partner mm-hmm. if you are not on the same page on parenting yes. style. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is something you have to revisit all the time because mm-hmm. new things happen. That's right. And Especially because they're developing so quickly and like there's new things every week pretty much. There's something new coming up and and so yeah, new things to tackle and new things to kind of oh, discuss. Oh yeah, it's something and, you always yeah. have to like revisit and go back yeah. to that. Try to leave little notes to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nice. We all did it at the beginning, right? Yeah. yeah. Took the time to write a little note. Even if you were like so late at the beginning, you would grab the paper and stick it in his lunch or on his apple or on the counter. But yeah, so I did that actually the other day. Oh, good. Yes, I think it's a good way to uh, 
stay connected, right? It's mm. all the little things sometimes. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, you know, it's not, it's not a date night once a month. It's a every day, what one thing could I do that would create a connection with my partner? Yeah. Every day. Yeah. yeah. Like it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a huge thing. It just, you know, it's two seconds of just stopping and looking, you know, Gordon, I have an agreement that when I walk in the door, I'm not on my phone and that I actually acknowledge him and hug him. That, that's sometimes all he needs, you know, just that one moment. I actually killed my battery doing this of my car one time. Mm, yeah. You got to be careful on that one. <laughs> but I think it's creating the space of the day. So if you walk in, you're full on there, you're not on your phone, you're not like just like pointing one minute, mm -hmm. you know, to your partner or whoever. And your babies, right? Our little babies and yeah. children are just yeah. by the door waiting for us. They're just, they've been waiting all day. Yeah. They're so happy to see us, right? Mm -hmm. So walk in like, and, and then put your phone away for a bit. Mm -hmm. Social media is a, it's, it's a, it's a 24 hour feed now. And I think that You know, for children, it's an issue, but it's, you know, I was at a restaurant the other day, Gordon and I were having dinner and we sat beside a couple and the whole dinner, they just both were on their phones. They would eat and they were both just scrolling on their phones. And I thought, wow. And I said to my husband, I said, please like, tell me if I do that when we're at, at dinner, you know, it's a, it's a deal. Yes. All right, ladies. I think it's time for a conversation card. Heather, can you grab a conversation card and read it to us too? Yes, all right. Okie dokie, everybody. So today, what do you like best and least about your life? So what I like best about my life is um, the opportunity to make a difference with people and the opportunity to um, lead a communication course that really does impact families and lives and, you know, business people. I mean, it's just that one two-day course that I get to lead every month is extraordinary. And I, and I love that I can do that um, and give that to my family and be the kind of person that leads that to my family as well and my friends. Um, and the second question was, what do you like least? Mm -hmm. That I can't do more. Yeah. I can't do more. It's just, you know... If if we could reach the world and have everyone be free, I mean, yeah. That'd be fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go ahead, Heather. Um, I guess what I like most is kind of the family that we've created. Um, again, both of us being a little bit older and starting that later in life, we both really appreciate it so much and have so much gratitude for kind of what we've built for ourselves with our home and... Um, and now having a child and just kind of exploring that. And we both just love our life so much because of kind of what that family we've created. Um, and what I like least is the fact that I've been in a couple of car accidents and it's taken a toll on my body, which is in turn affected both my husband and my child. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I think for myself, when I like the most about my life is... Uh, then I'm able to actually create a platform like this mm. to bring people together. And uh, I'm fortunate because there's a financial, there's time, there's um, a lot of involved into this. And my husband was supportive into this. Uh, everybody that's coming on the shore supportive into this. So it's a big group of people that are actually giving time and uh, they're sharing their 
expertise and coming together. I'm really, really thankful for everybody that are taking a stand for this project. And at the same level of my family, definitely mm-hmm. have a beautiful husband, beautiful son, amazing parents and family and all my friends. I mm-hmm. think that's, I'm very fortunate, I think. Yeah. So what I like the least about my life, a little bit in the same line as Treya, is uh, the lack of time. And sometimes I say as a joke, I would like it if I didn't have to sleep. I know mm. you have to sleep. Your body <laughs> needs to go like lay down. And especially postpartum, I had learned about that one. You need to lay down. Mm. But if we didn't need to sleep, like, oh my God. What are you going to accomplish? <laughs> this is another eight hours. <laughs> what I do in one hour, like I dare anybody to follow me in an hour. Imagine at eight. So... <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's great. So if we have to, I would give up sleep, and mm-hmm. I know a lot of people wouldn't, but I would give up sleep to accomplish more. And yeah, then you can do so much more. You can be there for people, and uh, yeah, everything is created from conversations mm-hmm. and time. This night thing is really <laughs> bothering me. That's great. <laughs> sleep gets in the way. Sleep yeah. gets in totally the way. overrated. <laughs> and then you're tired. Imagine if you didn't. You were not tired. You could just breastfeed every two hours, no problem. You just I kept know. going. You know, no problem. <laughs> Anyways. All right, ladies, thank you for being here. Thank you, Treya. You're very welcome. And thank you, Heather. Thank you for your contribution in other parents' lives. For our listeners, the conversation continues on our website at parenttalk.ca. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Podbean. And you can subscribe to this podcast on our website at parenttalk.ca so you don't miss an episode of Parent Talk. Don't forget to review us. Remember, there's nothing more powerful than feeling supported by a community of parents and sharing your thoughts, ideas, and experiences. Parent Talk is a safe space for everyone. Thank you for listening, and have a great week. The views and or opinions of the host and their guests are not necessarily those of Parent Talk and should not be considered as fact. The information offered is believed to be accurate but is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be used for diagnosing or treating any health issue or prescribing medication. If you have any questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your child, please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare practitioner.